Hello, 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 and welcome to the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. I'm Lynn, and I want you to stop what you're doing to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast so that you never, ever miss another episode or any episode of this uplifting podcast. And the uplifting music you just heard is Revelation 4 by my wonderful uplifting guest. My guest today is stellar award-winning recording artist, songwriter, and worship leader, Todd Delaney. Todd has given us uplifting praise and worship and spiritual anthems that the church the world over continues to sing, like Victory Belongs to Jesus and the Anthem. And this brother walked away from a professional baseball career over 10 years ago and now plays and sings for God. His latest release is Revelation 4. Todd Delaney is a husband, a father, and a true believer. Todd, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And off mic, we were talking about how I first became familiar with you in my day, back in my L.A. days and with the Urban Network with your publicist, Phyllis Cadell. She is still wonderful. Yes, she is. She, she's been wonderful. And uh, I know if you know Phyllis, then you good people as well. Yeah, that's my girl. Now, how are you doing, Todd? I know off mic we uh, were talking back. I'm in the Midwest, snow and ice everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you're from the Midwest, but I you're not here. You, I, <laughs> I snuck off on you. I'm in Miami now. Uh, my wife and I are actually celebrating ten years of marriage um, yesterday, and so I decided. I said, let's get away from the snow. I just can't. I don't want to see another snow drop. I don't want to feel another cold. Anything. So we're hanging out in Miami. And we're going we gonna to cut up a little bit before we leave. Oh, well, happy anniversary. And y'all know I'm a little jealous because I'd like some of that sunshine and heat about now. <laughs> I know you miss L.A., but that's because that's St. Louis. That ain't uh, Yes, I do miss L.A. That's my second home back in St. Louis now. And, and every time it gets cold, I say, I'm going back to my other home. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going back with you. <laughs> but how are you doing in the midst of this pandemic uh, in terms of like, you know, you and your family and then you as the gospel recording artist? Well, you know, it's different. It's, it's really different. It, you really have to be creative to reach people um, and just a whole nother world. For me, it, just being around the house so much. I was so used to traveling. I don't think I, I didn't know how hard it was to be at home with the children every day. <laughs> they just are always loud. They're always doing everything. Yes. So I had to get used to that and, and, and just kind of get out of my wife's way because she had her own system and I just was screwing everything up. But now I think I'm in the rhythm and I'm kind of okay. figuring it out how to just stay out of the way and let wifey do everything. And are you all doing the virtual schooling thing too? Absolutely. And so, which is crazy because 
my kids, they skip classes. I'm like, I didn't start skipping class until I was in high school. They skip classes. They will have the computer sit in front of them uh-huh. and just be asleep. Oh, you know, that was, that like, was, yeah. You know, that was on the news the other day talking about these kids <laughs> and virtual learning that other kids are doing that too. Yes. I mean, but I, I mean, you know what? I can't even blame them though. I mean, if I was in e-learning right now, I would be skipping class too. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm at my house. I'm in my pajamas. Uh-huh. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. Oh, no. We got to get some learning somewhere in between. You know, it's me like a a, a former teacher. <laughs> I'm like, these cheering, these cheering. That, that, you the wrong way, did it? <laughs> it certainly did. It certainly did. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, but but let's go. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your backstory as, a, as an artist before we talk about Revelation 4. Now, you grew up uh-huh. in the Chicago area, and then you were yep. into sports and music at the same time? Well, you know what? I was really just into sports. Um, I didn't want to do music. I just wanted to be a professional athlete. Um, I, I played football in high school. I was really, um, I excelled in, in football, and then I really, really excelled in baseball. I was one of the top 100 players in Illinois when I was a senior and ended up getting drafted by the New York Mets to play professional baseball. And so that was my, um, that was my one desire. I had no clue of singing and how that was going to, I, I just sang in the shower and I never imagined I could do it like what's happening right now. That is that is amazing. <laughs> it's like you're this gospel recording artist and a successful one at that. And you had no desire to sing. Like most of the folks is like, you know, I would ask him like, oh, did you grow up in the church singing? Did you sing in the church choir? But you, yeah. <laughs> you were like, yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I was like, no, I did not want to, especially sing for the church, because I just knew how much weight that carried. It's like you got to, you know what I mean? You're representing something that's bigger and greater than yourself. And so it's like, I was like, that's so much stress and pressure. I was like, no, if I'm a singer, at least let me sing for the ladies or something. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, this was definitely a calling and not, this was not my own choice. This was God's choice for my life. Did you play at least a year of pro ball? Yep. So I ended up playing three years total of pro ball, two years in the New York Mets organization. And, and um, I, had a, I had a time in my life just like, you know, being able to compete against the best in the world at something. And, and I mean, I, I always tell people, I say that that's something that you cannot get anywhere else. That's an education that you cannot get anywhere else. When you compete against the other best in the world, mm-hmm. man, you, you begin to get an education like none other. Like you learn more about yourself, what you can handle um, and what you can endure. And, and that's what I really learned about myself. And I, and I brought that over to music industry and, and gospel music. And it really made me kind of a, a aggressive in a great way to like sustain and stay stay the course against anything. Well, when did, when was it that you made that move from sports over to gospel? And was there something that struck you all of a sudden that made you say, "Oh, you know what? I, I can't do this. I I am going to do music for for God." Because it's such a stark difference in those yeah. two things. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that it was one off season that I came home and um, I met a guy named Pastor Smokey Norfolk. He was a gospel. He is a gospel singer and Grammy mm-hmm. Award winning 
and um, I saw his uh, life. I got a chance to see, and I said, man, that, that looks impactful. And I saw the way he was touching people with his big song, I Need You Now. And I said, I want to I impact people like that. And it changed my life because I, for, for the first time in church, I saw somebody that looked cool, that looked like they had swag, they had a beautiful family, had a beautiful wife, kids. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can see myself looking like that. And when I saw that, I said, man, baseball will never allow me to make the impact on people's lives that this does. Like, I can make impact for years and years to come. And so I, I, I went. And when I went, let me tell you, everybody, I mean, everybody around me, they called me every name but a kind one. They called me like, <laughs> you know, you're dumb, stupid. You you know, what kind of person just walks away from that type of money? You, you're crazy. And I'm like, dude, I got purpose. I found a real purpose for my life, and nobody wanted to hear that. Not my mama or daddy or anybody. They just said, man, you, I think you need to rethink this thing. Oh, mom and daddy, too? <laughs> they were on that bandwagon like, boy, what you doing? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in, in, in hindsight, I, I can understand where they were coming from. They were coming from, we worked so hard to get you here. We spent so much of our money to travel you around the world and prepare you to play. And you finally get to professional, the professional level, and now you're going to say you're going to quit? Like, you're not going to play anymore? Like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm positive you guys. Like, I, like it's almost like I have to say, thank you for all that you've done, but, but I'm sorry I'm not going to utilize this anymore. And that really stung for them. But now my mom is so proud of, of what has all happened. Oh, well, it's cause, and then she sees your purpose. She sees the calling on your life mm-hmm. and what you've been able to do for others and touching them and leading them to Christ through your music. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So before you got your first record deal, I understand that you did background singing and you did some of it for uh, Smokey Norfolk. Is that right? Yeah, that was. I think that was where I really got bit by the bug of, of singing and making music ministry in my career. I'm traveling, traveling around the world with Smokey Norfolk every night. We got a chance to go to a new city and, and people were just so impacted. They were so like, this has changed my life. And I said, dang, I said, I'll never get a chance to touch people like that on the baseball field. So I really like, I really wanted to touch people on a night to night basis, just really be able to shake their hands and sing their favorite song, something that would leave them with something that would, that, that like changed them. And so that, that really kind of made the flip for me when I was singing background. In the background, how did you end up getting your own recording deal after that? So I, what I would what I would do after I started singing with Smokey, I really started. I would start go home and and go into my closet. I would write songs and and then a friend of mine nearby had a, a little studio in his basement. So we started recording ideas and songs. And, and one of the songs we recorded was a song called "Pulling Me Through," which became my first single ever. It went to like the top forties on the chart. You know, really didn't do what we're saying now but it was one of my introduction songs and from there I got the recipe and I just started writing my own songs and trying to record them until people took notice of me and one of the big notices were was Donald Lawrence uh, Donald Lawrence is a huge gospel artist who took notice of me and walked me pretty much into the record label that I'm signed to now and helped me secure my first deal. Wow, that's wonderful. Donald Lawrence has helped a lot of folks behind the scenes. A lot of folks. He's very humble about it because he really doesn't mention it, but he has done a lot to help other gospel artists. And, and that's that's a wonderful thing for him to, to do that for others and a very selfless thing to do. 
Yeah, and you like you said, he never wants to let anybody know about it. Like you really have to force him to talk about it because he just does it and keeps on moving. Yes, he does. Um, and speaking of like Donald and also the your music, then I want to go into genres. Now that we have gospel music, we have traditional gospel, urban gospel, and then you know subgenres of gospel. And your your area in which you've had the most success is praise and worship. So how did you end up yeah. in that area, or just was something just happened, or was it planned to go that way? You know, you know, no, I, I, you know, it's just kind of my sound. My sound kind of just threw me in that direction. But what it is about praise and worship, you, you, it's kind of you're creating something that's directly towards the Father. Um, whereas gospel music at times can tell a story of where we've come from, where we're going. You know, praise and worship is really all about the Father. It's all about how much I love you, how much I adore you. And so I found myself really in love with writing music like that. Like, I really love to just spotlight. I mean, I mean really what praise and worship music is to me mm -hmm. is you're writing love songs to the Father as opposed to writing love songs to a, a, a significant other or, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I, I found that easy for me to okay. really write about how much I was in love with the Father. I mean, you have to be in love to pick up and walk away from playing professional baseball to come over here to do something that you don't even know what's going to work. So I was deeply in love, and writing songs about him was really easy for me, and that kind of forced me into praise and worship. I guess if you start thinking about all the things that God has done for you, you can't help but utter <laughs> a word of worship. Yeah. I praise you, God. I thank yeah. you, God, for blessing me. You know, woke me up. Uh, yeah, just, just things like that. Now, you've had yeah. four in the past four years, you had some big hits like Victory Belongs to Jesus and the Anthem. Wow, that must have been an amazing experience to see that and how the how it impacted people around the world, those songs in particular. Yeah, I, I, I mean, at this point, I'm just... I'm floored at every time we release a number one. <laughs> like, every mm -hmm. time we release a big song. Because, I mean, you, you know, you it's one thing to walk away from playing baseball, but it's another thing for it, it, everything to actually work. I didn't know if it was going to work. I'm like, man, I'm just... I'm out here. Like, if it doesn't work, I'm sure going to look a fool. And mm. so for everything in these songs to be being sang all over the world, not just in America, but in Africa, South America, to, to see these songs being sang and being embraced, it's just, uh, it really, really just really blesses me in a way that I couldn't even have explained or, or seen coming. You had pre-pandemic hits too, right? Yeah, what? Psalms 18. Wow. Yeah, Psalms 18. Your great name. Uh, we we we've been on a roll. I, mm -hmm. I, I I keep telling people. I said we're we're in a rhythm. Like I'm in a really good rhythm with God as far as hearing songs and writing. And um, you know, I don't know how long that window is, and and. I don't care. I'm just going to keep writing what I feel like God is saying to me. And, uh, man, I just keep praying that it's a blessing to people as we keep going on this journey. Talking about your journey and your musical journey, let's talk about Revelation 4. What's the story behind the name of the project? And, you know, why did you give it Revelation 4, that name? So we, we've, been, we've been singing. My team and I have been singing the Bible. Um, we've been opening up the Bible and singing it. Um, it's it's what I what I've been telling people is that you can argue with me about what I say, but you can't argue with me about what God says. And so what I do is I just open the Bible up and I sing that over the people. And if 
if there's ever a discrepancy, people, I say, you can take it up with God. Don't take mm-hmm. it up with me. I'm just I'm just singing what he told mm-hmm. me to say. And so that's why we opened up Revelation 4, and it showed us a like amazing visual of what's going on around the throne of God. And I wanted to really show people what's happening, how they're up there in heaven. Even right now while we're talking, they're saying, holy, holy, holy. They cannot stop celebrating this king. And so um, I just thought it would be beautiful to put a melody to that 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 awesome chapter of Revelation. Revelation 4 or so. What other um, songs that you have unfolding from that? So we, we um, in this later on, the release a full project called Anthems and Glory that'll be on the heels of Revelation 4. Um, and on that project, we have features like Tamala Mann, Smokey Norfolk, Kiara Sheard, uh, my friend Todd Galbraith, um, I think it's going to be my strongest project yet. And um, so we're using Revelation 4 as the rollout for an even bigger project called Anthems in Glory. Anthems in Glory. We got Revelation 4 that's out now. What do you hope Revelation 4 does as it goes around the world? You know, I, I see it as another really, really big song for us. Like, I, I really think that it's, it's going to be massive. I, I Like, without a doubt, um, you can't really sing about the glory of God or, or the power of God and then not really hit <laughs> hit mm. big because, I mean, you know, that's that's just something that's going to last forever. Throughout eternity, you're going you're gonna to always hear songs about his power and about who he is. And so we're expect, I'm expecting it to be another big one. Um, we're coming off the heels of, what, like, three back-to-back number one songs, and I'm, I'm just prayerful and believing that this will be the fourth in a row. Well, praise God for that, Billy. I keep believing in that. As long as you're doing what he told you to do, how could you go wrong, yeah, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> now, where can people find Revelation 4? Should we say it's available on all digital platforms right now? Where can yep, they find yes, it? indeed. They, they can just anywhere that you buy your digital music, um, Revelation 4 is there. If you title Amazon, iTunes, you name it, it's there. Just type in Todd Delaney, Revelation 4. Where can people connect with Todd Delaney socially, on social media? How can they reach you? Yes, indeed. You can head over to ToddDelaneyLand.com, and um, it's got a little bit of everything on there. Family photos, uh, band photos, music, tour dates, everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Todd Delaney, so much for joining us today. I appreciate you. (laughs) And I appreciate you. Thank you, my L.A. friend. Audience, make sure that you support his ministry. Get that revelation for you can also check him out on YouTube's awesome video that goes along with it. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you never, ever miss an episode of its uplifting content. Like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Now, to reach me, Lynn Woods, you can find me on Twitter. That's at Lynn Woods, L-I-N-W-O-O. DS or Instagram at Lynn Woods 96 or Facebook at Lynn Woods. This has been the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast where we talk to inspire. Todd Delaney's going to take us on out right now with just a little taste of Revelation 4. God bless. Yeah.